This is uh, Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media, and you are listening to the Local Earshot Podcast. Um, today we have on Cotton White, and uh, and this is a special episode. Uh, shout out to Hollis. Uh, they played Sparks America, and I did a live recording out there of the show, and so uh, I'm going to play some songs from uh, that show. But first off, we're going to have a conversation with Cotton White. So how's it going, Cotton? It goes, and it doesn't ever seem to stop, although... We have um, a lot of tumultuous times coming up ahead of us. We'll be uh, playing our last show um, this coming Friday, the um, t- I guess June twenty third at Grand Royale in Oklahoma City. We'll be headlining and do, playing about eleven o'clock. So, okay, it's going to be a good time. And uh, um, are you comfortable talking about what led up to why you're oh, yeah. on hiatus? I mean, so well, that'll be our last show for. Presumably 18 months. Um, your boy right here um, doesn't seem to learn very quick. Um, I shamefully have three DUIs and am subsequently um, doing um, drug court here in Oklahoma, or DUI court, which there's no actual difference. But um, yeah, so for 18 months, I will have to be uh, a good boy doing uh, drug court. So that has not been hospitable to trying to book shows and play said shows. Yeah, well, and I, I think what you were explaining to me, to me was that uh, you got you got like I guess banned from bars, so you can't really go in bars. More or less, time frame so, or like, like while in the program, I'm not to enter any business that predominantly serves alcohol. So mm-hmm. that obviously um, kneecapped me with playing shows as well. So <sighs> yeah, because I mean, there's not there's not very many like uh, all age venues in Oklahoma City. Like, now, and uh, from what I was told, know. even even all age venues. Most of them have a bar, mm-hmm. which yep. uh, and then they do wristbands, and then everybody's like there because if you play like eighty ninth, then they they actually have a bar and they they do wristbands. For yep, and I still play. wouldn't be allowed to do that, which yep. is quite the bummer. So, uh, so I guess your plan now is just to focus on what to work in and just no, my rehabilitation. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, um, essentially, my plan is um, essentially. Just uh, work full time, you know, get me a day job and um, dump it all into the band. And at the end of the 18 months, hit the ground running. That's the plan. Try to get recording done, get vinyls printed and so on and so forth. So I'm excited. It is a blessing in disguise, despite being such a um, crummy deal, I guess. But yeah. And then uh, like uh, so well, the venue that we actually are uh, playing the live performance from, uh, you played there before. It's uh, Sparks. America. Sparks America. We played the Metal Burn Festival, which was a a big um uh cannabis festival and metal music like our our good buddies uh with the Action Bastards at uh, out of um McAllister. Those awesome bastards, they they invited us on last minute. We hopped on it. It was a good time, I got to say. You just got to know where to get them get that food. 
Oh yeah, no that that was the thing is that like uh, it's just a note for people. So uh, when I went out there, I everybody was like, "Oh, the food's on the hill." You'll you'll see a like a bar restaurant. It'll say like bar and grill, and uh, they don't serve food there. Uh, I guess that like somebody turned them in or something or did something, so they don't serve food there no more. Uh, and then uh, the, uh, the the place that does serve re- food is like I guess a little bar on the hill, and it just looks like an outdoor bungalow type bar. And, uh, and so like I walked toward it, but I didn't smell no food or anything. So I just turned around and I was like still looking for food. And then later on they were like, no, it's up on that hill in that little bar. And so I was like, oh, and it was about nine fifty four at night. And, uh, so I started walking toward it again and, uh, and I went up to it and they were putting the register away and they were saying that they weren't serving no more food. So I was like, well, shit. So I, I ended up, uh, ended up going over to this little convenience store that's on that property and getting some chips and a candy bar and I was eating that and, and it was really kind of funny cause they were doing the, uh, they were doing a topless contest and I'm sitting there just like chewing on fucking Cheetos and, and eating, you know, a candy bar, like, like a weirdo. proper scumbag. Yeah. This is total scumbag. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of old, you know, bikers out there just taking pictures of all the chicks on stage. But, uh, but I mean, but there was one though, I mean, uh, like, um, you know, coin, coin her Pocahontas, like, I mean, like beautiful woman. And uh, but she won the competition, so obviously you know because she was just gorgeous. So, but uh, yeah, I mean Hollis did an excellent job, put on a great show. Um, and so uh, so uh, whenever we were there, I was uh, doing filming uh, media for them, and and I uh, did a bunch of recordings of the of the stage and of them. And so uh, Johnny's gonna try to pull that together and put some promo stuff out with it. Uh, and then uh, and then just uh, you know like recorded a live performance, which actually came out a lot better than I thought it would because sometimes these recordings do not come out good at all, you know, and, and so you, you have to, like, really know the venue and, like, know what you're setting up. And, and all, all I had was my little road mic right here, and, uh, and then I just hooked it up and, and put it in the right spot where I could hear the stage and everything. So a lot of the songs came out really, really good. Um, but I'm, I'm probably going to level them out and everything, so that's not going to be on the recording part. Uh, but I'll, I'll cut in a video and try to kind of show video and pictures of, from the event. So, um, in the, the YouTube version of this episode. Um, so yeah. Uh, do you, do you want to play any of your stuff or do you? Sure. Well, um, we, we, um, played this, a a dear friend of mine at, at, um, the doorman for the deli over down in Norman. He, um, captured one of our shows just being a super sweet guy via field recorder. So. These aren't the uh, most sterling recordings, but I think they're good enough. They're better than nothing. All righty, so we're going to, once I quit being a boomer, <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite new numbers that we're trying to get a single recorded and put out. And I'll probably have to do a music video because those are the wor- or a TikTok. That's how the world we live in is. Mm-hmm. So here you go. This is Sanguine Hearts.
on that one sanguine heart sorry this is like a little weird doing this like uh live like this because uh i'm outside and and uh it looks like there's a guy looking around the pool right now so you know at least he won't be loud but uh a lot of times the kids come out here and swim and stuff they're loud as hell so you know but uh we're literally on a patio right now out my apartment um so um just uh real quick here uh just a few updates on the show um I'm uh, I'm working for like doing video and live. I got a few people that I'm working with on that, uh, and then um, working with a few venues to possibly do uh, episodes at the venue, uh, and then also uh, a few artists have reached out and they've offered up possible studios to to uh, do recordings, and um, and so that's kind of the plan. Uh, and then for more bands, I'm I'm going to start offering my services uh, to do websites. And do other work for artists. Um, if you need like um, contracts for booking or you need uh, certain things uh, I'm like for publishing or recording or any of this kind of stuff, I actually have all those documents and everything. You can draw up legal documents and stuff for a fee. Uh, and so, I mean, that's that's kind of my plan moving forward. Uh, when it comes to the show, uh, right now my co-host is is uh, for this episode is Cotton White. But uh, but what I want to do is I want to start having artists on, and whenever we start doing interviews with artists. Uh, having on a guest uh, host that is actually also in music and artist 
Um, so then the conversation will always be a little different than the episode before it. Um, so yeah, um, uh, this is a value for value podcast. What that means is that, uh, that whenever people listen to the show or they spend their time listening to the show, uh, they're giving up their time. And, uh, and so I, I greatly appreciate anybody that, that, you know, takes the time to actually like this show, uh, going over to our Facebook groups, being a part of that. Uh, and then also joining like our other social media accounts, um, and then the second T for me is talent. So if an artist wants to be on the show, I can now do remotes, um, and I'm just going to push forward trying to do either recordings like this or uh, even from my apartment. If that's all that fails that week that I have to do, then there's going to be a lot of background noise in those episodes. But honestly, I think that the content's more important than the atmosphere that I'm doing the show in. Uh, so, um, so that's kind of my goal. Um, and then uh, for um, you know treasure, if you want to donate to the show, there's a lot of cost involved uh, with this stuff. Um, I spend about twenty to thirty dollars a month on the hosting for the podcasting. Plus, uh, I have my own personal domain host, and um, and that covers morebands.com and a couple other websites that I own. And so, like, I end up having to pay about twenty five, thirty dollars to that. So that's about sixty five bucks right there. Then you're talking about you know internet, uh, phone services, all these things that I have to keep going to be able to afford to do it. Um, and so uh, that's why I'm kind of looking at the public option too, you know, because then I can uh, go into bars and just play on bars. But I think I think that that's unique. It's it's different, you know, like like, like interviewing the, an artist in a bar. It's like the artistic PBS, except um, you don't get government assistance. <laughs> right, right. No, it's, seriously, it's like NPR, but uh, but NPR like they have a lot of people with deep pockets. Um, I, I am open to sponsorship, but, uh, I am kind of limited to that idea because, uh, because like a lot of times they try to control shows and everything. And so, uh, mainly what I want to do with sponsorships is, is that if I, if I do a show in a, in a bar or venue, then I, then I'm obviously going to have them sponsor that episode because they, they're, you know, and, and even then I'll do that for free to them because they're providing a space. They're providing their time and their, and their treasure or their property to uh to actually do that and that's kind of the idea behind the value for value system is that people are working together to create a community that can actually project um, music industry or the things that we're working on in oklahoma um i had somebody reach out to me the other day on an instagram and he was saying um and i don't know what kind of scenes you've been in but he was saying that like I, in my statement that I wrote to everybody whenever uh, Biggs decided that, uh, that uh, he was going to um, walk away from the show, uh, that, you know, I said Oklahoma music scene or lack thereof. There is a scene here, it, it, and I don't argue that, that there is a music scene here. The problem is, is like what a lot of artists describe it as, it's like a tattered shirt where somebody grabbed the string and they're ripping it out of the shirt. So it's like, it's like slowly destroying the uh the the ability out there and artists are kind of separated so you have like punk artists they're doing shows on they're doing shows on like uh um backyard shows because they can't get a show downtown or they can't get a show at these venues some venues are playing the same artists over and over again now if you're in the videography photography if you're in these certain industries um you know you might not see the big picture of what these artists are coming to us and saying that there isn't much of a scene here. If, if, if you call out a local show in, uh, say, like, um, what do you call it, Austin, Texas, and stuff, you'll have 400 people show up to that venue for a local band sometimes. Whereas in Oklahoma City, it's like you could barely fill the door with, like, 15, 20 people sometimes. And, and so, like, 
it, 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 I think a lot of it has to do with like not being notified or being telling people about the shows. Um, and so a lot of that is Facebook and Facebook is a very garbage system whenever it comes to doing shows. So, and if I might interject, I'll say at one point in time, me and the old lady, we used to, um, or I would avident, avid, ooh, I can't talk right now, <laughs> adamantly look for shows, you know, and used to, we had the, um, the Oklahoma Gazette was, which was actually a really, um, decent place to find events and whatnot mm-hmm. going on. Yep. And, um, sometimes I'll just like, I'll go to venues like Facebook's. Yep. Oh, what's going on tonight? And half the time, and I, I'm, I don't like of all my criticisms to give venues, <laughs> this isn't like the, the one, but, um, even they are not very good about posting, um, the events of the night on the night, mm-hmm. you know, or even before, like. Um, I don't know. It's there's not really a, a singular place to go anymore to find out what's going on in Oklahoma. And yes, there are like little random Facebook groups, mm-hmm. but we really need like a centralized. And that's that's kind of what we were trying to do with the local earshot um, and uh, partner with like a couple other groups to like say like if you post if you post to your page, always post here too, because then and then if we can get one one group where everybody in all these other groups are, are all the admins are a part of it, then if they have it, an automatic poster set up, which I know how to do in software, there's a, a couple of different apps that you can use to set it up where it will automatically uh, post to one group. And then and you just make them an admin on the, on the one group. And if we collectively have that set up on somewhere even like Facebook, we can create an events tab and they can load their events to that. And so it automatically load it to that too. And then people would just go to one. It's almost like uh, like the old school days, um, uh, like a uh, what was it? MySpace. They they had uh, they just had like a like a forum. Oh, the bulletin and, board. Yeah, the bulletin baby. boards. Yeah. yeah, and so like those bulletin boards are actually really helpful. And uh, and so um, shout out to Tom. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> good old Tom, man. I miss Tom. The man. day uh, one Tom. Tom is so much cooler than than Zuck. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So my thing is. Is that trying to create an easier way for everybody to know what's actually going on inside the city? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and that's and that's really hard to do uh, in a lot of ways because I, a lot of this stuff is still pay to play, and that's kind of why why I point out the importance of like uh, of why um, the treasure part is so important whenever you're doing this kind of work because because if you don't have any money coming in in any way, shape, or form, then uh, then what ends up happening is that you you don't you can't pay for to go to a show like I can't I can't like uh, like I, I think I was estimating like last month that I maybe spent about a hundred to two hundred dollars just on door fees because I'd go to a I'd go to the the Grand and it's about ten dollars a show uh, I'd go to some shows at, at Blue Note they're fifteen uh, some are are five you know and and so uh, and and so I, I that's the thing is I normally frequent uh, the Blue Note. And Grand and um, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Lost Highway, and it's, it's mainly because they're all in this area of Oklahoma City. I try to make it out to Norman. Um, I think that um, depending on what what uh, you know Brad decides to do with what he's what he's working on, um, I, I think that honestly, uh, it, this might be one of the better things that may have happened to both of us, just because the fact that he can work. All of that stuff in Norman, he can promote that stuff, and I can and I can work on Oklahoma City, and and we both can cross paths sometimes. But but I think that that we'll cover more ground 
if we're if we're actually doing different things that are pushing the industry because we have the bolt like me and him have the bolt uh, like the the same viewpoint on the industry out here where we don't fully agree is is how you go about doing it and and so um and so i mean that that was that was kind of like one of the things that was an issue and so i i like i i want to do video i want to start doing some guerrilla type uh journalism where you go out and you actually record shows and you talk to artists behind the stage and and like things like that you know doing something that that isn't like being done in a local industry i mean they do it in big industry uh mtv's known for that like they do they do a lot of stuff like that where they they go out and they just like walk up to artists and they just man on the street stuff with a music artist you know and i kind of want to do that with the artists where i can sit down with them in the back part of the stage and just have a quick conversation about their show and then possibly record the show and if you record it then we can get the sound out there if an artist doesn't have recordings that's kind of the idea that if they don't if they don't have recordings of themselves then if i can get a live recording of them at least they have something to put on their epk and they can actually give that to venues and say well you know this isn't the best recording but this is something and and so like a lot of these uh, newer monitors and systems that they the um that the the sound people are using can actually do file sharing and file saving, and they can also do Bluetooth. And so my equipment can do Bluetooth, and I can Bluetooth in, and I could literally record episodes live. I can run live feeds and in, in, in like in, from video. If I have the right cameras and I have the right video people with me, then I can also do that. You know, so shout out to JD Scott. Bro. Yeah, yeah, JD man, like <laughs> JD's my man. boy, man. He's one of them. Uh, Mary. Is awesome. Uh, another shout out to uh, my friend Kim. Uh, she makes a lot of cool music videos and stuff. So it's supposed to be I'm meeting up with her this week because she had her power go out at her house. Um, so I mean, these these videographers and photographers are extremely important to the industry. And and I mean, it's the same with like the bands, though. You know, like if you're not if you if you're if you're a venue owner and you don't and you're not understanding that maybe you should pay these people the right way or or that you should do certain things that, that are going to push their career, then, I mean, in the end, I mean, yeah, you're going to get new artists all the time because there's always new ones starting up and stopping every day, you know? But in the long run, your your venue will start getting that image of being that place where everybody's like, yeah, but you really don't want to play there because they don't pay their artists or they don't do certain things for their artists or they're rude or they're this or they tell you to play... 10,000 covers whenever at, whenever the audience was actually reacting to your original music, you know? And so that, that's kind of the goal. And, and then on top of that, um, uh, like a lot of the stuff that I know about music business, um, my degree is human resource and management. And so I want to start managing bands. You're so at the future manager right here for old straight white Buffalo, not to... Not to drag you down in the mud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, you know, my name's already probably been tainted, and there's plenty of people in this world that probably hate me. So you know, and that's fine the way it is. Yep, and he's, he's also teaming up with McLean County Drug Court. Little people know that to properly manage me. <laughs> yeah, to make sure that he doesn't mess up in the next eighteen months. So I'm pretty much a uh, therapist and a uh, you know. I, I consider him my probation <laughs> officer, but but a good one. Yeah, yeah, a PO. I'm a, I'm a PO. I, I do have a cleat license, so I guess that works out. You know, I can't arrest him if I had to, um, but I wouldn't because why would you? You know, citizens' arrests are stupid anyway. Um, but but I mean, but yeah, that that's that's kind of like where my head's at. That I'm I'm trying to 
um, create things that actually can educate bands in the beginning so then they don't make those mistakes. And and so, like, there's people that you can follow online. Uh, there's there's Malaise. Uh, Malaise is out of Indiana. She runs a thing called The Mountain. Uh, you can join through there. You can even hire her agency to manage you. Um, and, and so, I mean, she has a lot of great information. There's some YouTube channels that I can list inside the uh, the show notes uh, on this episode that list things like um, – like how to survive the record agency, you know, how to, how to survive uh, um, shop or, uh, Spotify, you know, like all these different apps and how to actually projectively put your music online because if you don't do it right, then you're going to fail. And, and that's kind of why you want these artists to understand this information at the beginning. One of the most important things that an artist should be doing when they first start is going on the SOS website, and I don't care how small your operation is, like you should be setting up an LLC. I mean, you should be setting up something, a business, it, it, whether even if it's just a joint venture contract among members. Like, and it's just like, oh, we're all sole proprietors of ourselves and our instrument, but yet, like, you know, we're jointly coming together to create this product. You know, and if you don't do those things, then copyrights can get hit. Uh, recording companies could actually control your music and own it. And so then you can lose all your stuff in the process. And, uh, and so, I mean, that's why it's extremely important to understand how all this works. And so a lot of people won't actually tell you that, but I mean, but that's just the way it is. And then also just watch out for those people that actually try to take advantage of you because that is way happening in Oklahoma city when it comes to, when it comes to venues, when it comes to, when it comes to management, when it comes to photographers, when it comes to all these people in the industry, they know what they can do, and they know their their gear, and they know their 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 craft. But they also know that they can take advantage of people, and they will. I mean, and and they will do it left and right. Um, and then also just you know just just noting like certain little things that inside the industry that that some people don't really think about, and that's like, like you know your public image is very important compared to your private image nowadays, and so like it. I, I would never say somebody should lose their freedom of speech over anything that they want to say, but always try to be tactful. I'm not a tactful person. I tend to say things to people in public that sometimes they get extremely offended by me. And I try not to offend people, but it's it's just honesty. It's being honest, and most people in the long run, they usually respect honesty. So, um, so I mean, but yeah. Uh, but for the rest of the episode, um, I like to uh, play this uh, Sparks America and um, I'll be doing some editing on this, so it should have just some recorded songs from the show. It won't be the full show because there is some music they did that were covers, uh, and um, and they hold the licensing to those songs. So uh, thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed the show and if you want to get involved, then uh, go over to the localearshot.com. Uh, you can donate on there. There's a tab that says Donate, um, or you can go on to our Facebook groups. You can reach out to me on there um and then we can set up um possible in- interviews and other things um yeah is there anything else you want to talk about yes um as i was just going to add on to the um plug for the friday show of the 23rd um we'll be playing with a uh, messiah for out of um denver colorado some a power sludge band they're heavy duty they're the shit if y'all like heavy metal it'll be a hell of a show and then also the boys Dust Lord out of Tulsa, which we got a lot of love for our Tulsa people. So, oh yeah, <laughs> make sure and you come check us out. That's another thing too, you know. Like 
that Tulsa connection is extremely big. Um, Hollis is is trying to plan out how they're going to go about doing all of their shows because I help them do a lot of their media stuff, and I'm also helping them do some management things. And they they're they're looking to uh, you know expand to a certain distance. So they don't want to play like a nut, you know, the same venue over and over again. They don't want to do certain things because they know that oversaturation is a thing, and so they they want to uh, kind of have their their distance area, and then they just want to travel so that whenever people see that they're coming to their town, then they're going to be like, oh man, Hollis is in town. I'm going to go to this show, and that's a great way to actually um, you know create that image for yourself. Where people are like, well, I don't get to hear them all the time, so I'm going to go in, into this show tonight and watch them. Whereas a lot of the local bands here in Oklahoma City, they they only have so many venues they can play anyway, so they end up playing the same venues over and over again. So they're just like cycling between the same venues, and uh, and so that creates oversaturation, and then people stop coming to shows uh, unless they're coming there to see the regional act. Um, and so uh, yeah, uh, thank you for listening and. Um, uh, you know, if you like I said, if you care about the show and stuff and you want to donate or if you want to get involved, then uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or on the local and um, at John at the local So thank you for listening. Goodbye, everybody. You had a train wreck. They sounded wrecking great, man.
this song right here.
Come with a who.